And we're back. <laughs> it's yep. been a while. Episode what? Do you know, Teddy? It's been a minute. Uh, I did not. 53? I'm just More kidding. than that. Okay, more than that. Well, we got special guest here today. <laughs> Hello. The Wallace. Back at it. Thanks for having me again. Steven Wallace, Taylor Shad, Matt Dutman, Teddy Williams. Hey. January, excuse me, Taylor Dutman. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go, Teddy. Uh, Tuesday, January 10th. Yep. <laughs> 8 p.m. Yeah. So we got... This is officially timestamped. Yeah, we haven't had Steve on... Oh, my gosh. It might be over a year. Yeah, I think it was game. He started, he started this whole thing and then, like, faded yes, out into the sunset. He's like, I'm you retired. You guys have it. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. I was going to be, like, a guest one time, and then I become became, like, a, a steady Eddie. I don't know if it called me a host, but... I, I play the, I no, play, that's, I, that is what you are. I play the music, <laughs> I play the music before, before we start talking. Uh, um so what's going on we've got uh we haven't been on in a while we're gonna go through some stuff a a lot of people are anticipating this i think but we'll get to that in a minute some things coming up we gotta talk about it oh yeah what were the recent events guys what happened well matt's talking about we got the bc stomp coming up which is a non Official CrossFit event. We can we can we can all licensed. We can all participate. We can all Everyone participate. Can participate <laughs> because it's Yay. a non it's a sanctioned event. Non official CrossFit <laughs> sanctioned event. Mm-hmm. So we will be having the Blues City Stomp. We'll uh, maybe go over the leaderboard after we do it. But <laughs> the Blues City Stomp. Yeah. But Are you ready for that? Yeah. Did you do some testing today on the workouts? We did. We tested a workout today. Nice. It went really good. The yeah. chipper. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's how I'd like Ooh, to work out. Yeah, oh. leak, leak, leak. Don't, don't give hey, details leak, away leak, yet. Leak. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a teaser for those who listen. He's yeah. going to put a score sheet on Instagram. <laughs> to b- blow it out. like some, Everybody has a CrossFit <laughs> yeah, open. Oh, yeah. PDF's getting leaked. <laughs> uh, somebody's going to be making a fake one and putting it up there. I'll do that. Put right it out up. there. So. Well, let's get to it. There is a reason why we're getting back in the why we've taken a little bit of a break. It's actually, you know, I, to be honest with you, I feel pretty calm with this situation because we've been dealing with it for like seven months, seven, maybe eight. Right? A long time. No. Since yeah. begin, since May, it was almost since the beginning of June. Yeah. Yeah, it's six, seven. We're in our we're in our eighth month. Um, it's like felt like forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it has. I mean, it's been long. I mean, if you follow anything in CrossFit and you follow any drug sanction events. This has been the most drawn out scenario and the weirdest thing on our part, which we'll, we'll kind of all get into. But um, facts of the case, we've got Taylor and Steve here. They are under a sanction from CrossFit for the next four years. And really, to be honest with you, three and a half now because you're, yeah. <laughs> it's taken so long and they backdate it to the date of it. Um, and we're going to go through you know, all our dealings with CrossFit why is this important? Why should you care? Um, you know, you got a lot, you know, if you put anything on Instagram, you get people to come out in the comments and they're like, you know, F you guys, users, hope you get, you know, they should have given them a lifetime ban. Nobody cares. Um, you know, it's, it's as an athlete, and we're going to go through some statistics of what happens in the industry here. You do not have a leg to stand on. Um, don't use that. Don't you use don't, that word. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> don't, out. You, know, you do not have a leg to stand on. Um, no. And we'll go through why I said that, you know, why that's the, why we believe that's the case and why it should be important to you. And 
really, to be honest with you, why things need to change. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's come through all of this. You know, um, like Matt said, we've been finding it for seven months and really dealing with a lot of a lot of different things. And um, our situation isn't going to change. Steve and I have a four year ban from CrossFit, but we're hoping that we can at least change some of the drug testing policy in the CrossFit world and um, make it way more fair for anyone that going forward because uh, a drugs are rampant in supplements and there's the testing is more um, specific nowadays. They can you know get more uh, much lower doses of anything in the actual supplement. So we're we gonna talk about picograms. <laughs> we're gonna talk about <laughs> picograms. Um, not, but not, it's, even, not even it's, nanograms. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're talking about picograms. It's, Pico. it's something that needs to be um, addressed and looked at and really just for everyone that um, that competes in the sport needs to be aware of the situation. So, so once you start us off, you had you actually have a a pretty good quote of information that you can mm-hmm. kind of start people down this path. Yeah. So I, um, we've done a ton of research. <laughs> we've spent a hours and hours, yeah, Just a hours bit. and hours and hours looking into all of this. Um, you know, trying to defend ourselves and defend what happened. But um, an article that I stumbled upon on Sports Integrity Initiative. Um, was talking about the difference between CrossFit drug testing and WADA drug testing. And uh, this was an interesting quote that I found from that. So uh, the CrossFit drug testing policy is lacking in specificity, transparency, and athletes do process rights. The CrossFit drug testing policy needs to be more specific in how it applies sanctions and determines the length of suspension. The policy of deciding each suspension on a case-by-case basis is inconsistent with modern notions of sports jurisprudence and athlete rights. Can you repeat where that's from? That's from uh, Sports Integrity Initiative. Inconsistent with modern notions. Pretty it makes much. it sound like caveman drug testing policy, yeah. which is kind of what it is. It's yeah. The more we've gotten into this, the more we realize how uh, rudimentary it is. So, yeah, you're going to find out that when you pull the curtain back and you look at what Curtis and the guys that um, that are you know and um, who was all involved? I mean, you know, we can we can Justin name names. Eubanks, Justin Berg, Dave Eubanks. Um, everybody is that, that's that's that you the names that you know in CrossFit are involved with this, and it is the their decision making. Uh, um, I guess their policies is the equivalent of us four sitting at this table discussing it and coming up with a solution. Mm-hmm. And if you're an athlete on the opposite side of that, it's not fair. You don't have a leg to stand on. You don't have a voice to be heard. You're screwed. Yeah. So we'll get there in a second. How about we go through the timeline of what, you know, because people, you know, maybe somebody tuning into this doesn't know what's happened. So let's well, go through. Yeah. And nobody's going to know the details yeah. of the timeline like we do. So yep. let's definitely do it. Um, it starts out with competing at yeah. the Syndicate Crown. Yep. So semifinal. Mm-hmm. Semifinal. Second year. On May 19th through 21st yeah yeah. yeah. close close (laughs) close so um this year we competed at syndicate crown we uh as a team blue city uh, crossfit placed seventh place and at the end of the competition um usually they test the top five because they are the ones that make the games um and this year steve and i were pulled aside along with a sixth place team as well to also be drug tested which at the time we were like stoked about we like you know yeah. Like, yeah. oh um, yeah cool like cool they're actually <laughs> yeah. well not even that but they're actually like going beyond just the competing athlete, yeah, like the athletes competing the games. More well yeah that, that, that was a feeling because all in all honesty mm-hmm. look at what happened last year yeah i mean there was how many teams that got 
that got popped. Yeah, granite mm-hmm. games. So too. obviously, yeah. you know, now we think differently. But back, the, but then we're thinking, <laughs> well, heck, you know, this is great. Maybe yeah. we, we, maybe we actually, you know, if, if two teams pop. Yeah. We were so um, naive. Yeah. <laughs> two teams uh, did pop. Yeah, two teams yeah. did. <laughs> they did. Happened so, to be um, so yeah, we got drug tested, normal P tests, whatever. Um, you know, go through the whole process, pee in front of someone, sign all the your life away. Um, and then maybe like three weeks after that, June. It, it was, I want to say it was a little longer than that. It was like but, June 15th. Okay. Uh, so like, or like, 18th. Sticks yeah. apologize. We actually have these dates. We just don't have them here Yeah, in front of us. It was no more than, it wasn't like four weeks out though. It wasn't a full month because yeah. it was shocking. Yeah. It came back in like three yeah. months. Yeah. So at that time, had to check my spam folder to find it. Yeah, yep. FYI. Um, yeah, so yeah. be aware of that. I'm, no, I'm not the first athlete. And to go uh, that. and your normal CrossFit stuff does not go to your spam, correct? Uh, normally not. No, mm-hmm. but, but the, I mean it this, comes from a separate like email, so it's just from a yeah. This email, email that, comes yeah. from drug testing, like at drug testing, and yeah, you know, my email inbox doesn't recognize that. Yeah, so, so shout out to your spam. Luckily, I'm the type of person who has to like literally see and read. Everything that comes through my inbox and like, I'm not like, luckily I'm not one of those people who can just let the emails kind of rack up without looking at it. But luckily I stumbled across it. Even all the, even all the, uh, 20,000 click, click this link to change your Amazon password. Uh, yeah, that too. (laughs) Any spam I fall for. Uh, for What did that, what did it say? What was the first email like? Uh, the headline literally just says fail drug test. Yeah, it just says fail drug test. Um, the heart kind of stops at that point, you're, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're, you're like, what at that point. the literal F mm-hmm. is going on? And then you read, like, hey, Steven, just to notify, like, um, you competed at Syndicate Crown. Your urine sample from the Syndicate Crown was uh, found positive for a drug called Austrin. Austrin is an anabolic substance. Da, 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 da. Uh, and then they say you have 72 hours to mm-hmm. respond and um, to state if you want to have an appeal or not. Mm-hmm. And if you want your B sample tested. So at that point, um, a normal athlete is not expecting that. So they have to scramble and they either represent themselves or they hurry up and find an athlete lawyer. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a stressful process. And especially if you've never like ever had to deal with anything like that before. I mean, most of us haven't. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, you know, luckily, you know, a guy who knows a guy who can connect you to somebody and, um, you have to tell the lawyer your story, pay a retainer, and then hope they, they respond it. and hope they believe it. Yeah. yeah. And then, then they respond to CrossFit and hopefully by that 72 hour window. So it's kind of mm-hmm. a, a mad scramble and uh, very, very stressful. Yeah. So um, you immediately, well, not immediately, but you found a lawyer within that time frame. Um, he shot back to CrossFit that, you know, he was representing you. Um, and you wait for your B sample to get tested. So, you know, sit around, twiddle your thumbs, basically, um, and wait for that to come back. And that takes about two weeks, maybe. It felt longer, but yeah. it might have been two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, your B sample came back positive. So at that point, you had a two or 10 days to submit your appeal. Yep. Yeah. Um, and for the record, like 99% chance, like your B sample is always yeah, positive. It's gonna, it's yeah. 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 positive. One yeah. in 400. But you got to take, you got to swing the bat. Yep. You have to, yeah. you have to try you gotta it. Well, do it. And they also, right? They the, don't give the you thing is much if, information. No. No, they don't, they don't give you any information um, because they won't run 
analysis on things until you have your B sample tested and they do it again. So basically, um, in order to appeal, you have to have your B sample tested. You have to pay another $200 to have that done for them to run a report on it and to tell you exactly what's in your suckle or what's in your urine. Um, and so, you know, just you can start tabulating the the money that you spend. Yeah, they, they don't tell you everything prove. what's in your urine either. They yeah. don't tell no. you your concentration levels of anything. Two hundred bucks is just the cost of doing business. That's not yeah, a cost. Is, the, the, the retainer for the attorney yeah. and the testing that we're going to get into in a second. Mm -hmm. That's that's where the, the the real money comes in. Yeah. So um, hold on before you move on. It's like the, I remember this specifically from Steve because you know you remember. Do you guys all remember where you were at when nine eleven happened? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I remember exactly. I remember getting a look. You know out of town traveling down highway 54 in jeff city looking down i'm getting a phone call and so i'm like steve he's like steve never calls me picked it up hey i failed my drug test <laughs> and i was literally i know where i was at on the highway i was just about to go across the bridge in jefferson city going south on 54 looking at the state capitol and like what like he wouldn't be called this isn't a joke because he wouldn't be calling me and saying that yeah and i'm like the, uh -huh. like i could just see like the buildings like starting to melt <laughs> and like it felt like the world was coming down and i was like how how do we even begin i was, at, process I, was of, at, I was at the light at Brentwood in manchester <laughs> turning left and then to talk to steve for like i was on a track <laughs> like <laughs> like in the middle of a workout happened to be checking my phone on a rest period and then needless to say i didn't finish that workout yeah yeah <laughs> i was like all right well now and then i parked at the gym and taught steve for like 10 more minutes i'm like okay i'm gonna walk into the gym now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well, it's one of those things that it literally just makes your heart stop for a little bit well, he starts um, testing. So, so yeah, you immediately started testing your supplements. Um, so we're like, Steve, yep. it has to be one of these. You know, we do, yeah, again, the naysayers are going to be like, don't take anything. What are you taking? You know, all, all these supplements. But it's like, you know, you could, you took the, everything I've the, had. The you could stuff. get it at Walgreens. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like ashwagandha was like a sleep supplement that um, it's claims to be herbal mm -hmm. and can help you fall asleep at night. Uh, and everything else was either a B vitamin or magnesium. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he started, Nothing and it's a, it's about, well, you got a 10 day window. So depending on, cause we've, we worked with two different organizations. One, it's a thousand bucks to test mm -hmm. one supplement we found one that's 600, but that can take two weeks. So you've got to, you got to double up and go three yeah, or four hundred. the essence when you, uh, yeah. 300 or 400 extra dollars depending if you want it in three days or one day so yep. you're about a a thousand dollars for anything you want to test you so if you've taken this vitamin pack that vitamin pack and like a pre-workout which none of nobody on this podcast does mm -hmm. you, it would you'd have to do three separate testings mm -hmm. and that would be three grand right yep. there yep. so you're you were multiple thousand dollars yeah, in that testing. alone was you know a couple g's yeah and very stressful because you're just it's a two-week turnaround and then just to hear that oh nope nope couldn't find it I'm yeah like, you get an email back yeah. from the like testing you send another one in oh nope couldn't find it this is yeah. this, this might be a point that we keep coming back to but i'm a believer in uh money talks and there's just i mean if you're a sane human being who is knowingly taking performance enhancing drugs to to try to cheat you're not going to turn around and spend thousands and yep. thousands and tens of thousands of dollars 
trying to prove your innocence because it's impossible and you might spend you know a couple hundred on your b sample yeah maybe keep going with that 200 bucks why wouldn't you you'd have to be i mean this is why people in the crossfit community there's a lot of Oh, it not was, to mention the seven months of stress and lawyer yeah. fees. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's three, not a three thousand dollar retainer for the attorney, <laughs> and then a thousand per to get uh, each each one of the supplements. Yeah. I mean, who, who? Why would you do that? Why would you waste that if you didn't believe that? Yeah, so you know, something was coming from somewhere that you didn't know. Obviously, just spending money alone isn't going to exonerate anybody. But I think it's a simple. I think it's the simplest way to understand mm-hmm. it from because it's we're about to get more complex, and and you'll be able to follow it and whatnot. But the simplest thing is that. Um, the people around this table have spent thousands, like ten, you know, over ten thousand yeah. dollars fighting this, doing this. And who does that if you are knowingly cheating? At some yeah. point, you roll over and quit and kind of come up with the the oh, it's just tainted supplements, it, but yeah. you don't you don't have any money to to yeah. back it up. So I think that's just as a aside, so, money talks. So um, you did so. The result of that was you didn't find, you know, you tested a number of different supplements. And Couldn't were, find it. We were looking for like, I don't know, it was almost four to six weeks, something like that. Yeah, and then I think, well, we I think heard. it was, it was about four weeks because I got my negative or positive drug test on like July 6th. And they had given you a, hold on, they had given him a date. They had given him, his was like July 11th he was had his to date have, that he had to have it, his appeal set in. Yep. yep. And so, um, <laughs> So anyways, so I found out that I had that and I I don't take supplements. Like normally I I mean you've got protein and BCAs. I don't take anything. What date did you get your email? July sixth. July sixth. Yeah. Which is a Friday, right? No, it's a Wednesday. Okay. So it was right before gymnastics. Oh, that's that was gymnastics. I was gonna say I remember because on actually on Wednesdays and Fridays you get off a little early, you come home, you make yourself a uh, a bagel. And sit on the couch and chill for a little bit before we go to the gym for like mm-hmm. Friday at five thirty. But it was actually gymnastics then. Mm-hmm. That's where the yeah. world melted at home too. Because yep. I come walking into there and you popped up off the couch and you just go, "I failed my drug test." Yeah. And you're staring at your phone. I'm like, yeah, "What? Yeah. Are you kidding me?" Now this is weeks after. Yeah, it's like Steve weeks, had found after. his. Weeks, yeah. weeks, weeks, weeks. After. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but same same email. Anyways, we um. I mean, you know, it took a couple of days to get over the shack. It was actually right before you left for your bachelor party. So we... Good timing. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was you leaving that on, weekend. You yeah. left on Thursday for that. And um, we were just trying to, like, figure out. And all of a sudden, um, I realized we had taken a electrolyte supplement um, at the Syndicate Crown in between events five and six. So if you were paying attention... This is probably super detailed, so no one actually knows this. But um, event five, say, went off at 10 in the morning. It was a 30-minute long event, and it was tough. Like, we were all emotionally, were, like, physically. Were probably the hardest workout I've ever done. Yeah, it was like, tough. It's definitely up yeah. there. Um, yeah, you guys came out from event five, and they are putting the first heat of event six on the, the floor. Event six right was going on the floor, right? Yeah. I mean, basically. So switch the equipment off and right. Yeah. So we had like less than a 30 minute turnaround and event six was you had to uh, warm up muscle ups, deficit handstand pushups, 150 pound sandbag cleans, 200 for, for the guys. 200 for the guys. And yeah. then 185 squat pound squat clean and what, 275 for you guys? Yeah. So like you have to do a lot of warming up for that event in like 15 minutes and you also have to cool down from the event before. So Anyways, long story short, um, we took an electrolyte supplement, which we had, you know, on my recommendation, really. Yeah, I mean, you had, just, you, we had them there, but I was like, I came off. Steve's like, I don't. Coach. Steve was like, fault. yeah, here we go. <laughs> We're placing blame now. 
Uh, Steve was looking at me. He was dead. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't even f- begin to think about going back out yeah. on the floor. And he's over on the bike. He's like, can you go get me something? And then yeah. he's like, go get me a Gatorade or something. And you were yeah. dead. Uh, Morgan, Colin, they were they were dead. Mm-hmm. Colin was dead. He, Colin literally. was really dead. I mean, yeah. you guys look <laughs> terrible. Everybody did. This yeah. isn't just us. No, we're it not wasn't making, just This isn't an excuse like, team. oh, you know, our team isn't fit. No, we were... You know what? What were you we after the first day? You you skipped over that pretty quick. Uh, we were fifth. We were seventh after day two, but we were only ten points out of yep. um, fifth place. So in top five, what, make the games. Yeah. And so going into Saturday's or Sunday's event, the first event, like we had a really good shot of making the games. Yeah, yeah. So you, everyone is pushing this team. Hard. You guys, they were absolutely in contention the entire weekend. I mean, you were fifth after the after the first day. Fantastic in the snatch, the, the first event. We don't need to get into that. That's not what this is about. But it's like, you know, we you were in contention. So mm-hmm. it's not like you guys weren't fit and, oh, you felt like crap after the fifth. So you, yeah. it was fifth event, so you needed something for the sixth. Uh, we were grabbing at straws. Um, we had something there. Mm-hmm. So... You guys so, started talking about what you, the only thing that you both took, right? Yeah. So, and I also just want to preface this the year before. So, um, mm-hmm. we took the same electrolyte supplement the year before at West Coast Classic, and that was after we ran that 6K, 6K, desert, 6K run. desert run in the 95-degree heat at 6 in the morning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't underestimate Don't downplay that. Sorry, 115. <laughs> it was go hot. Back, go back and, and watch miserable. the film of the people dying in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, me. I was one of them. Yeah. Um, actually, I didn't die until we got into the arena, so it's fine. I finished well, yeah, finish the event. Yeah, like, medical needs to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so... We had taken it the year before. Steve and I both got drug tested the year before. We were negative. Um, and one of, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. But yeah, that's just something like, you know. Negative, yeah. yeah, negative is good. Um, and so <laughs> our teammate that uh, was with us on the team before that wasn't on the team this year sent us that in like a care package, like yeah. as, you know, just like a kind of a nostalgic thing. And like, here, if you guys die again, <laughs> this can bring you back to life or whatever. Um, and so, you know, we, and we did our research. I looked up both on their website, um, and it says that it's NSF certified. And then I also looked up on the NSF certification website, um, and it lists all of the so flavors. This is you, like you're missing thing, over yeah. a key okay. part here. That's stamped on the box. Mm-hmm. It's stamped on there, NSF. So for anybody, here's where we're going to get into kind of the weeds with what it says in the drug handbook. And, Put your and thinking caps on. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, for you being told by CrossFit, you need to be responsible for everything that you put in your body, which everybody here agrees is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, how, what do you go off of? You say, okay, don't take anything that doesn't have that green check mark on it. It doesn't have the green check mark on it. <clears throat> Some of them do. Some of them do. That aren't that what aren't is the on the check list. Mark? Can you explain for the audience? Uh, that is safe for sport. NSF so, safe for sport or s- informed choice. Informed, informed choice. But yeah. keep in mind, sport. I've got stuff upstairs. It's not. Yeah. Safe for yes. sport, and it has the green check yeah. mark. Correct. These that are third-party testing yes. companies that um, test supplements to make sure they're clean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Third so you're, party. So yeah. you were to third. be under the impression that these are good to go. Like yes. Steve, yeah. we thought we were they were clean. They were good to go. Yeah. Take this. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, if you look at so th- th- we'll get into it, but there's there's information on their website that just says this is yes, this is NSF certified and mm-hmm. that's what we have gone off of yeah and there's NS- there's information on the nsf website as well saying that it's safe for sp- or not that it's nsf certified yep, the, yeah the electrolyte package uh company we're not, again we're not going to name names here and everybody's gonna be like who is it it's like listen 
it's it's not worth fight. We have talked with them numerous times. And Some if you really pe- want to find it out, they yeah, can go find it out. It's yeah, not yeah, that you hard. can go find yeah. out. People have two people have talked about it in the in the comments out there, but we're not gonna we're not gonna directly say it. But you know, we've talked with them. It says it on their website that it's approved mm-hmm. in the FAQs. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it you go to the NSF website. It says it has tested them and they are mm-hmm. good to go. We got it, but yeah, the hard part is is that it was it was kind of like should we clear that? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways. We found the supplement um, that, and it came back positive. So this is also one of those aha like moments that you'll remember for the rest of your life. So okay, yeah, we, you did that really quickly too. Yeah, you yeah, such so a we, good so feeling. We, I was like, so anyways, yeah. we um, rushed. We paid for the one day processing because we knew Steve's when I re- when I realized what it, what we had both taken, and that was the only thing that I had taken that weekend that could potentially have had something in it. Um, Chances are high. Well, and like. I even talked to your lawyer and he's like, ah, it's probably not in that, whatever. But I was like, that's the only thing we take, so we have to do it. So we spent, you know, another thousand dollars to get the supplement tested, sent it in. Um, Steve's appeal was due on a Wednesday morning. I remember driving home from work on Tuesday or I, I was at work. I worked till seven on Tuesdays and an email popped up and it said, here are your results. And I couldn't open it because I was still at work. And so I'm like, I'll just wait till I get home to open this. And <laughs> I get home and Matt makes Taco Tuesday is why I remember this. And I opened it and I go, I was like, oh my gosh, it's positive. Um, and Matt was like, no way. And like, you know, read the email, positive for Austrian in it. Um, I remember you calling me and telling me. Yeah. I was at my house. I had to do a lap around the place. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like I won the lottery. Yeah. yeah. So we, got, we got lucky. So you skipped, <laughs> got, you skipped yeah. over a detail there. I mean, you got, so just kind of reiterate what happens here. You, you know, Steve t- took a couple of supplements. Mm-hmm. You don't take those. Yeah. The only thing, so once you got your test, yeah. you kind of started eliminating like what, like what could you both have had? And it was like those drip tra- And luckily, we still had them. I was just about to throw them out because I get I don't like clutter. <laughs> It's sitting in the. It's sitting in our in our cabinet up there, and like it, you, you got to move it to get to something behind it all the time. Like we don't take these. The only yeah. time you've took them is at the syndicate. Sorry, at the um, West, West Coast, Coast Classic, Classic, and now the, the games and the syndicate crown. Syn- the games and syndicate crown, and I'm like, what are these here for? And you're just like, and I was, I was, I didn't talk to you about it, but I was, I was gonna pitch those things. Yeah, and then. We, I remember we were sitting in the kitchen, like racking our brain, and I opened the cabinet and took those out. I'm like, "What about this?" Yeah, but dun, dun, dun. so, anyways, we got super lucky. It came back Tuesday <clears throat> evening. Steve's appeal was due Wednesday at like four. Yeah, and so your and lawyer, if you didn't have anything, then then you were not going to be screwed. Everything was done. So, anyways, your lawyer quickly put together an appeal, sent it into CrossFit. Um, I got my B sample back on that Thursday. So like the day after you sent your appeal in and I immediately sent an email to um, Curtis, who does all the drug testing stuff, um, saying that we found it in the supplement. Here's the proof, um, blah, blah, blah. And he uh, said uh, back to me, he's like, can you, you know, talk on a, have a phone call later tonight? Yeah. And so, um, you know, we said, oh, yeah, yes, whatever. Um, set up a phone call. He called us later that night. And um, going through it, he said that he's like, it's actually very misleading by this uh, supplement company because it does say that they're NSF certified on their website. Um, It says that on the NSF website Website. as well. 
Um, but when you look further into it, um, the certain batch that we had taken was not NSF certified for sport. So even yep. though it claims out there that all these things, um, that we should technically be safe, we should be fine, uh, <clears throat> our one batch that we had taken is not safe for sport. What Taylor just said is like a big, yep. that's mm-hmm. a big, a key part. So like if you didn't hit the little back button 30 seconds and listen to it again, yeah, like, cause yep. we misunderstood, like our whole case for a while was like, Hey, this was NSF certified and mm-hmm. it tested positive. Da, 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 da. And so we misunderstood it even for yeah. a week or two or however long. And yeah. I was, so I was even around like t- when I was talking to people, I was saying like the wrong thing the yeah. not correcting because of the misleading yeah and so actually um curtis told us that well he actually had to call a friend at nsf to have it explained to him as well like so he was yep. completely confused. unaware yes. of this and confused because if you do all your research unaware it looks safe. unaware of the situation yeah and so this is leader the, of the, drug the leader of the drug testing policy is unaware of the unaware. situation so situation. if you're an athlete listening you got past this. Yeah. What can we learn from hit, this, Matt? Hit thirty seconds back on the on the rewind, 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 and listen to that again because that is important information that you need to know. Mm-hmm. That that stuff, even though that check mark might be there, that NSF little logo might be there, it is still not safe. You need to go steps further and find out if that thing was batch zero seven. Yeah, that right there, you've done more for athletes trying to protect themselves and CrossFit ever has. Ever has. Mm -hmm. Ever has. The the drug testing kingpin, Curtis, did did not know that information and had to call this electrolyte company directly. No, NSF. Sorry, NSF. He, well, I I let the cat out of the bag a little too early, but he he talked to the the electrolyte company too, but he... um, but he did not know this information mm-hmm. and and said, I agree with you. This is misleading and I feel bad for you guys because mm-hmm. you don't know. You 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 are under the impression that this is this product is safe to use because of these this information. So, you know, I don't know what you take with that. A couple of weeks so later, a Hopper email comes out saying you should do, yeah, do this exactly. and this. Yeah, yeah ironically. To reiterate, if you see a supplement with the NSF logo on it, or it does not necessarily choice. mean that they tested that particular batch. Got to go to the NSF app. You got to put your batch number into the batch yep. number reader and then mm-hmm. look up your specific batch number to see if it was NSF tested. Yeah, so ironically, we- go back to the July or August hopper, one of the two, mm-hmm. and it will it will give you that information we just gave you because they put that out because of this case. Yes. So also with that being said, like Matt said, we have BCAAs upstairs <clears throat> that claim they're safe. They, on the uh what container itself it says nsf safe for sport and it says uh informed choice and you actually go to the <coughs> batch locator like the nsf certified for sport app all of those kind of things and that specific tub of bcaas is not listed exactly, nope. exactly. so like you need so to keep in mind you don't take that i no, take yes yeah, so, yeah so but again that's like, goes back so to the story she does not take all, any all of, all of this stuff but so if they, t- if they test a couple batches of a supplement they can put it on their correct yes. their yes they container can bl- they can blank it it's a blanket say, even though the, the, that the, batch the, in there mm-hmm. was not, not tested. tested correct yeah. so misrepresentation yeah. <laughs> it, it, totally so um so anyways we get this information and at the time since i had all this information before uh, my B sample was finalized because we were rushing this with Steve. Um, 
they said that they would hold off on my release of the information because Curtis is like, we'll work with you. Um, obviously, this is very misleading. We've had, you know, this is insane. Um, we feel bad for you, so we won't release your positive drug test. Um, but this was when s- good faith was still. Yeah, this was yeah. when good faith was <laughs> so still. So we thought we were they were working for us. Um, with us, I guess. With us, yeah. No, not and for us. Unfortunately, but... uh, or you know, it, they let us go through the appeal process and everything before they announce my sanction. But yep. we really thought we were we had something there because mm-hmm. they said, "Okay, oh, hold on." Because he gave you another phone call and he's and, and dun, dun, discussed dun, it, dun, and we're like, twist. you know, we have an N- that we've never really had an NSF case like this, mm-hmm. so we won't announce. So mm-hmm. for those out there wondering why it took so long, there's your start. You're starting to mm-hmm. kind of understand that CrossFit didn't know what to do because yeah. they haven't had a case like this before, mm-hmm. and they kept kicking the can down the <clears throat> down the you know, down the road a little mm-hmm. bit. And we thought that they were working with us just to kind yeah. of figure out what the heck was going on here and come to some kind of a resolve. Yeah. So, um, and part of it too was my appeal was due the day after the CrossFit Games. Um, and we submitted it way before that because we had all this information already. Um, and, but they didn't, you know, do anything with it obviously until after the games because of all the hoopla going on there well, because and, because every person at every crossfit person has like 72 <laughs> different job uh, yes. descriptions <laughs> particularly the head of drug testing yeah the yeah. head of drug testing is, is actually also, also does athlete briefing lining people up in lining, corrals yep. i mean i have the yeah i got the job description it's a little busy yeah so, Just, uh, you do that give it give a yeah. little bit of what in addition to holding the noose around your neck if you get caught with something in your system uh what else does uh, the head of drug testing do. Oh, hold on. I got to pull it up. But let me so talk. It's a, it's a laundry list. Talk for a second while I pull it up. Um, I mean, it's just, I really kind of felt, I felt like after those phone calls that they were, <clears throat> they were really kind of working with us. You know, I said for us, but it's like, I thought they were working with us and we're like, okay, good. We feel a lot better than this. You know, obviously, and I think uh, Taylor and Steve will, will agree. It's like, we're, we're okay with with admitting, hey, we agree with the policy that you have to be responsible for everything that you put in your body, right? Correct. But it's like you know, and, and we still think that. But it's like if the information out there is wrong and you're going on that, I mean, this there had the, there's no there's no other cases that have been like this. So nothing's nothing, no precedence has been set. In this kind of an environment. So So back on episode sixty one of the CrossFit podcast, they introduced Curtis as the head of the drug the drug testing policy manager and the athlete communications manager. That was at the time during your guys' whole case. I am been told that uh, that's no longer the case. He's not the athlete communications manager at the time, but for the sake of this conversation, he was. Mm -hmm. This is the direct job description from CrossFit's website. CrossFit is looking to hire an athlete communications manager to join our sport team. You will be responsible for communicating and supporting athletes throughout the year and on site during the CrossFit Games. As a member of the competition team, you will also assist with competition planning and review, as well as live and online competition results finalization. The role will also be responsible for the Hopper publication, drives the continued development and day-to-day operations of the divisional athlete committees and the Athlete Advisory Council, and is the sport point of contact and external group for athlete groups like the PFAA. There is a close working relationship between this position, sports operations, and the content team and the publishing team. I can, I'll just go on a little bit more. 
The responsibilities include develop an athlete communication strategy focused on improving transparency and increasing trust between CrossFit and its athletes in all, all abilities. Establish and manage an athlete communications calendar and lead the continuous improvement of athlete communications. Serve as the day-to-day point of contact to the divisional athlete community and the athlete advisory committee and external athlete groups like the PFAA. Support competition and operations, including planning, implementation, and evaluation of virtual and live events to include programming, consultation, competition, assets, review, and (laughs) review results and finalization. Assist the games team with seasonal objectives for virtual and live events. Last one, lead all athlete communications and logistics on-site during the finals. Then You think his hands are full? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> well, that's that's just the, that's the outside of drug testing. Yeah, job. and like, I mean, we don't like think Curtis is a bad person. Like, no, that's not the point. There's nothing. That's I think he's clearly clearly overworked, and he he's, has too much. Everybody yeah. at HQ has too much too on their much plate. On their plate. And so, I mean, Curtis was the one. We got a major penalty in quarterfinals. He was the one emailing us back and forth with that. Like, and so he's doing that on top of every. You know, it's just to the scale of every yeah, across. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, when we were at the games last year, he was the one that told Steve that we were we were cut on the la- on the yeah. on the last day. Yeah. yeah, he. I was I was I competed at the games that year. That was again twenty one. Mm-hmm. This was just last year's game. You know, a yeah. year ago games. He he actually assisted in corralling my Masters heat athletes. because there was less people there less people around than they needed to be and we were running a little bit late so he was corralling people yeah. he did athlete briefing that mm-hmm. there there is so much i, I forget think, about the games man think about the things leading up to that with like yeah. the opening quarterfinals this is a global it's sport global yeah. sport it's a I, global sport and i think you got a handful of people that work in that home office <laughs> that are you know that that hq and you, you we we have the impression that it's this big organization and they know what they're doing and is this is not the case yeah i mean this is kind of an interesting quote too from that article i quoted earlier but um crossfit does not have an international federation to govern the sport along with democratic principles rather the sport is run as a corporation with corporate officials like four people yep. making all the decisions without input from a democratically elected representative representative body so uh, they don't have democratic principles. No, <laughs> it's four people on a Zoom. We're aware. It's four people on a Zoom call with you, and two of them aren't even paying attention. <clears throat> that's what that's what you get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. But so continue on with that. I mean, you so you guys. So you know, I mean, communicating. We I don't. My hearing was in October, maybe. So we only yeah. communicated with Curtis um, up to that point. So we emailing back and forth a couple of phone calls in between um he's the one that's doing all the research he's the one so he um reached out and asked if he could talk to you and i guess we should preface too um we kind of thought this was a cut and dry case yeah so like i, I did not hire a lawyer um i have we were consulted my, by an attorney. one of yeah we were consulting with an attorney the whole a time friend, a friend of ours attorney and consulting us and um they were the ones that put to help put together our appeal which they did a great job on um and anyways, so since we thought it was kind of a cut and dry case, um, I mean, this probably bit us in the ass a bit, but also I don't think it would have changed the outcome after we've experienced everything that we've experienced in this yeah. situation. But um, he called you again, called me again and uh, said or he emailed me and said that he wanted to talk to the electrolyte or electrolyte company um, on my behalf. And I was like, okay. you, had to get, you, had to get, you had to get permission. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. This for the electrolyte company, though? Mm-hmm. And then he emailed me and asked to talk to the lab. That's Okay, this is the, that's the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, I immediately texted you and our um, lawyer friend, and she uh, 
everyone back everyone right was away like, was yes, like, yeah, why not? Like, why, it's why not a big you? deal. Um, why we, have, we? we have nothing to hide. <laughs> so we're like, sure, go ahead. Like, we don't care. Um, we again, to re- to working, re- for, yeah. working with us. Um, and then this was probably in like September. Uh, Curtis asked to have a phone call. So we called him or, and he said, you know, I talked to this electrolyte company. They said that they would never do this. Um, I talked to the... <laughs> <laughs> Which would never they wouldn't. <laughs> actually our official statement is that we do sometimes spike our own products yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um and he talked to the lab and the lab stated that the amount of um uh sarm that was found in our supplement was higher than a cross-contamination level mm-hmm. um so that's kind of a sticking point in this too so the cross-contamination um levels are very low because that's when something they intentionally spike a substance and then they clean out the, clean and out put the, the next drum drum and put, put the next more batch stuff in, in and, it and there's can, some stuff left over yes they can should detect we, up to a picogram should we talk about yeah. a picogram real quick yeah, yeah. well okay Far so away. again we've done a ton of research in this and people always teddy's brought this point up people always say oh the drug testing is it might have gotten more Specific in the last however many like years. authority no, Teddy's a, Teddy's technology a, does advance. Teddy's sometimes. an expert in this. Now. I am now an expert. And authority <laughs> figures, pe- really smart people in our sport with a big microphone say the the the, dr- the drug <laughs> testing thing might have gotten more sensitive over the years. We don't know. It's possible, <laughs> and that is like a complete sign of a lack of doing your homework. Yes. and it's, it's. I mean, so yes, basically there is quotes out there. The UFC president who's in charge of, not the USC president but in charge of the drug testing policy is on the record saying that from 2017 to now drug testing sensitivity have gotten around 10,000 times more sensitive what how does something get 10,000 times more sensitive it comes down to picograms yep. now I'll make it really simple for you these these two athletes to my left here tested positive on the picogram level mm-hmm. a picogram how big is a picogram a picogram, take one grain of salt. Take out a knife, slice the grain of salt with that knife 56 million times, and you will get one picogram. And that's, one what, and that's, what, they can, gram. that's what they can detect in a drug test. Nowadays. And so when Taylor says they don't, you'd have to biochemically clean out these mm-hmm. vats yes. to not have any... Cross-contamination. Cross-contamination, correct. Yeah. So, anyways, to continue on that story, the levels in our... So, let's let's stay there for a second, just one second, because the naysayers are going to be like, so what? So, you were cycling off and there was still some stuff in your system. Um, So, but the levels that came back in our supplement itself... Um, were consistent with intentional spiking by a manufacturer, which... Go ahead. Well, hold on. Before before you get to that, it's like they... um, where is it written on here? Um, Read the well, quote. Geez, yeah. <laughs> this is from you. Find um, let me find this stuff and then I'll I'll come back after the quote. Are you talking about the contaminated stat? This is from the transcript. The well, nineteen percent thing. This is it. So we're trying to say. I, I want to throw this in there. How does so? So somebody's going to you know hear this and be like you know th- fine you know okay so you guys took stuff and you guys are dirty and you're you're cycling off and you got that and that actually Curtis said that so at the level fast forward in the email he sent back I said this is the level that you know showed you guys could could have possibly been cycling off and of course but here's the deal <clears throat> we we know that both of 
these two athletes here have picogram, right? Mm -hmm. Picogram levels of estrogen in their system. One is a male that weighed 210, 215? 215. One is a female that weighed like 140, 145 in that area. They both have a very similar amount of, mm -hmm. of picograms in their system after being tested from taking something like two hours earlier. How that that right there tells you that that, that something came from mm -hmm. you know an outside source and not um, if we were both you know, cycling cycling off, cycling we, we off. most likely would have different levels. You'd have to have you'd have to have different levels. You not to mention the detection window for this <clears throat> particular SARM is fifteen days. Yeah. Yeah. So I in my appeal, one thing I went on was to talk about a research article uh, that I quoted from. Um, a, a journal called Drug Testing and Analysis. It listed like all these different control groups of It's athletes. a medical study. It's, it's a, a medical, medical study. study. Yeah, it's a medical study. Had um, athletes who were taking multiple doses of Ostrin and who took single doses of Ostrin. So obviously the athletes taking the single doses would mimic a accidental intake. Yep. And then, similar to you. Similar mm -hmm. to me. And then the other group would be multiple dose, like athletes who were cycling. They were using. Yeah. yeah, and they w did a battery of tests from two hours post-ingestion mm -hmm. all the way to 15, 16, 17 days post-ingestion. They mm -hmm. could not find the Osterin in the cycling athletes past 15 days. So you're trying to say, like if you're accusing, if someone is accusing us of cycling off this drug, you're also trying to say that, you know, you're, you, you know you're getting tested yeah. the weekend of this right. competition. Mm -hmm. Like why would you take... Yes. something within 15 days well yeah. and we like we had every intention of qualifying for the games yeah. so we have every yeah. intention of being drug tested like every fifth place at, first place at the west coast classic earnest ticket to the games get drug test mm -hmm. nothing is an issue and we had, had taken this apparently you know that was a batch that was all right games get drug tested you know nothing happens again following year we expect you know the a team to come back stronger we go to the you know, syndicate crown thinking we're going to go to the games. We are expecting to get drug tested. Mm -hmm. Why would you, if, if you were using, why would you be even anywhere near some kind of a detection window, whatever that, I don't give a shit if it's one day or tw 30 days, mm -hmm. why would you? You be, think you'd be, be smart enough yeah. to, re yeah. you can research. Like you people can who are cheating are doing their homework. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's they very, know when they, they know when to stop. It's That's very easy to <laughs> Google the detection time of Austrian on or any song. Uh, yeah, or yeah. any song. Yeah. I mean, it's been said in the CrossFit community, it's like it's not a drug test, it's an IQ test. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And so that's a big point to bring out as well because let me tell you, Steve and I are both college educated individuals. We're smart people. A, we don't do drugs. But B, you know if we did, Google? we wouldn't yeah. be stupid <laughs> enough to take it within, right. I mean, we wouldn't be stupid enough to take it within a month. Like, that's just what it is. No. So. Um, Not but, to mention, we haven't even said it yet, yet, and we've probably got a lot of listeners. Osterine is by far the most common um, and popular drug in all of sports that comes back for cross-contamination. So, so we're, back, we're bouncing all over the place, so we need to get back to some <laughs> but, but stay on that for a second, because uh, the second institution that we almost hired, we didn't because... Um, you know, we got the, the result frame. back. Yeah. The time frame and the, and the result, uh, we got back what we needed. Um, I talked with the head of the lab of an additional testing site. And had a, I probably had about a 20-minute conversation with one of the athletes that, that he's test, he does stuff for the NFL, the NHL, the Major League Baseball organizations. And he says, 
by far and away, Austrian is the number one thing that athletes are getting getting popped for. It's it's in all supplements that are out there at various different times. He says the billion dollar supplement industry, and this is a quote from a guy that I just talked to on the phone, says that the the supplement industry doesn't give a shit. Yep. That was a direct quote <laughs> from him because he's like ninety nine percent of their. Um, you know, their users or, or, or consumers will never get tested. Mm-hmm. So your mom and pops that are looking to lose a little bit of weight or the high school kid that's taking something you know, like a pre-workout or a This makes me feel powder. good. Let's buy more. Yeah. So, and, and so the, again, I go back to the naysayers that are going to, they're going to come back and say, why, bullshit, why would a company put something into their products? Look how much Austrian costs. We just did it right before this podcast. Mm-hmm. It is nothing on the internet that you can get you can get because people are getting it because it's out there in the system and and what's happening is they put that into a couple of batches out there makes mom and dad feel a little bit better they go buy that again it's a billion dollar industry if you think that pe- people aren't putting the, these these supplement companies aren't putting that in there you're, you're just flat out it's, wrong it's also just a legal drought for yeah. for cancer patients and a bunch of other stuff so there's there's not that many supplement manufacturers at that level of scale. Mm-hmm. So there's also, on top of what you just said, people making it, do, doing the cancer, th- like they mm-hmm. make the cancer batch and then the next thing that yep. comes up is pre-workout and they're not going to pay the $2,000 it takes to clean out the bat chemically yep. every single Chem- time. Yeah. Chemically yeah. clean it up. And so that's how it gets in there too. Yeah. Um, read read the quote that you have pulled up from the, the lab that we had it tested at, um, the director of that lab, what he said. Because we're I, this was a conversation between me and him. I was asking him, um, you know, what could have pot- possibly happened, and so. So the director of the drug testing lab said, "Quote: Well, the initial thing I said to CrossFit was that the concentration levels of Austrian were unusually high, such that it couldn't be contamination. It either had to be tampering or intentional addition of Austrian into the product by the manufacturer." which does happen. We have definitely seen that before, end quote. So let's go back to the Morning Chalk Up article that they did on, because so many people got popped last year and they put an article out there. On Austrian. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like, how many how many times does a supplement hit different warehouses? S- on average, six times before getting to the shelves. Six. This isn't somebody, so, you know, um, first form in... Uh, you know, Fenton making this in their factory, putting it in a tub and getting it to the shelf. It's hitting six different locations. Indonesia to China to Taiwan to Thailand. And I'm not mentioning, I'm I'm just mentioned a a company specifically here in town. I have no idea what they do, but I know that they don't have, they're not producing that at that, at that facility out there and they're getting it from somewhere. You don't know. And, and, and from the people that we've talked to a lot of these companies, they don't get their stuff tested. Mm from where they're getting it from, they might test a couple of uh, samples after, you know, after they kind of manhandle it. But They test them after, and then they send them to their sponsored athletes. I was going to say that it seems to be that the supplements that are being tested are the, I mean, the ones that are being sent to the sponsored athletes. You're never going to see Tia or Patrick or um, any of these people get the, why are there so many team athletes getting this? Mm-hmm. The top, they're the not top, sponsored, man. The top, <laughs> and we're while, doing this for the love yeah. of the sport. Yeah, and there is no, we're not making a living the, off it. Yeah, and but, this is a big point because people are like, why isn't that at the top? Why would why would nobody get contamination at the top? And it's not a bad thing that these athletes are sponsored. It's no, the exact opposite. It's yeah. a good thing. And if you're first form or if you're 
whatever X podium, mm-hmm. how in the world could you responsibly send a tub of protein to Mal O'Brien without testing it first? Yeah. You absolutely she test would, it. Otherwise, otherwise Mal O'Brien pop, like the headline mm-hmm. goes, Mal O'Brien pops with podium supplement. But that's yeah. that's it's terrible for everyone. Sponsored by podium yeah. supplements. But, yeah. but keep in mind, keep, let's keep it real here for a second. <clears throat> you could never, you could probably never read a headline like that or you or there is a scenario where you could not ever read a headline like that where Matt Fraser popped, where Mal O'Brien popped, where Tia Claire Toomey topped or popped because CrossFit controls all of the information, all of the discretion on releasing things. So you have no idea who is popping and who isn't. You have no clue. They could have a drawer at HQ filled with people that have that have popped in the past. Uh, Dave Castro admitted that they withheld drug results for uh, for a person that was in the military years ago. So he admitted they did it at least once. So where there's smoke, there's fire. They could have a ton of athletes. With the percentage of people at the bottom half that are getting t- getting popped, isn't it suspicious? That's all I'm asking. That nobody, zero people at the top besides Ricky Garrard are are popping. And everybody kind of agreed that he was kind of a sacrificial lamb in the first place. So we're not saying that that's what happened. We're saying you can't deny that it could. Yeah. And yeah, I like, again, we've done a ton of research into this as well. Um, it looks like until the 2021 rule book, CrossFit had the discretion to release positive or to release drug test results. So it could go either way. They could re- obviously release positive, they could release negative, or they could release nothing. Um, and in 2021, they actually. Uh, did uh, from what my research, 2019 they did um, out of season, out of competition drug testing in October, and that's when the open was before 2020. So they released those results um, at the beginning of 2020, and then they didn't do anything that we can tell from 2020, most likely because of um, COVID. COVID. 2021 they did drug testing in January, April, and May. That was out of competition drug testing. And um, April and May could have been could like have been semifinals. We don't know. Yeah, we don't we, know. Again, they, they don't release that information. No. They hold everything. And then, um, but this past year, 2022, they have released no out-of-season competition drug testing results None. that I can find. And I've done a lot of research and gone through a lot of websites and uh, Twitter and Instagram and all of those things. So, you know, it's one of those things where if they truly are doing all these things that they say, they're kind of... Like Matt said, it's their CrossFit has control over all of it. What do you call them? They are the they are the judge, jury, and executioner, and the, the detective. detective. They are at, they are at all, and that's where you know we we can make the argument. We don't have enough time to do it on this. Where there needs to be a third party out there, mm-hmm. because two, four guys sitting around in a room shooting the shit, figuring out how this works and what they should do simply doesn't work and it's not fair as and if you and, and god forbid you're an athlete and you're on the receiving end of this yo you're good luck you because have, you, you don't have a leg to stand on do you have the thing about the appeals i'll i can talk while you find it but basically like the idea of <laughs> what an appeal is an appeal by definition um uh yeah and it's like i mean so we do an appeal right if you cut it back and read read what it says yeah so like we said, CrossFit is in complete control over this. They are a corporation that runs everything, and it's the same four guys running most, almost the entire corporation, um, including drug testing. And so 
when you get into CrossFit, you have a very limited and time-sensitive appeal process. Um, this is a quote, are we quoting? Yeah. To exercise his or her appeal rights, the athlete must notify CrossFit of his intent of their intentions, request analysis of B sample, request documents, then the athlete has 10 business days to request an appeal and hearing and submit documents. Um, a hearing may be held at, at CrossFit's discretion, so they can tell you yes or no, even if you submit an appeal. Um, and then it's by a panel of individuals appointed by CrossFit. And then at that point, there's no further right to an appeal against CrossFit's appeal panel. Right. So once the four guys with the, with the cliff notes figure out, you know, what, what kind of, uh, sanction they're going to put down, you have, th that is final and you have no say. And so if you look at what WADA does, um, <coughs> Their system encompasses quote here encompasses a system where the results management management authority issues a decision, and then the athlete has a right to a first instance hearing in front of an operational independent keyword there panel of individuals different to the individuals who made the initial decision. So you've got if I find you guilty, and you go, I want an appeal. You go, okay. And then you're going to do it with me again? Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. I'm going to <laughs> hold you guilty again. And it's exactly why it works in the court of law. When you do an appeal, you go to an appeal court, right. which is a different body that well, then convicted you the yeah. first time. So then on top of that, you also can have an appeal hearing to a court of arbitration for sport. So that's uh, on, so yeah. you have your you know initial decision, appeal with the different people, and then you can go to an arbitration you for sport. You have your hearing, then your appellate court, then your Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> so... And then Wada all, all for also, a little bit of Austria. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's just it's just totally different. Um, but it's so like by Curtis, definition not an appeal. So yeah, it's well not. we're getting so sorry, sorry, we're getting sorry. we're getting long in the tooth in this in this and we haven't gone over a key piece here because the question still remains. You know the naysayer is going to be going to be sitting there back there like look you guys have been talking fifty seven minutes how the hell did it get in there mm -hmm. like what you know wh why why do you have four years mm -hmm. so let's get back to where. Curtis called and said, uh, you know, ask us another question. Tampered with. Yeah. So um, we had the, we talked with Curtis. He said that, you know, he talked to the uh, electrolyte company. They said that they obviously would never put anything in their supplements. Of course not. Why, wouldn't, um, why would they do that? And then he said he talked to the lab director of the place that we had it tested. And they, um, you know, he said it's definitely not cross-contamination, which he had told me as well. Um, it was intentional spiking uh, quote it was unusually high so much that it could not be contamination it had to either be tampering or intentional addition of osterine into the product by the manufacturer which does happen we have definitely seen that before end quote seen it before <laughs> so um like i was saying we we're talking to uh curtis um and he asked us at that point because he got the no-go from the manufacturer that they would have done that. He's like, do you know anything about potential tampering of the packets? Um, which obviously we have no idea. Um, he said that the packets looked a little roughed up and we didn't, you know, one of those things where we're like, well, they've been in my gym bag all weekend. You know, we had transferred them around. They were in our, you know, uh, cabinet, for, cabinet six months. For, for like sure. another six weeks, you know, so they definitely were a little roughed Got up. Got FedExed over to And them. when we saw the pictures of the actual packets themselves, um, the lab that had tested them had put tape on the packets. And like, yes. I mean, they were, they had cut them, they had put tape on them. It's like one of those things is like, well, of course the packets looked roughed up. Like they, they opened they them, opened to them, test them and then they, we sent, they <laughs> let's <laughs> somehow let's reiterate stuck them back this, together. We sent them 
So the way that the way that the electrolyte packet works, it's like a, one big pack, and it has eight or twelve or like something. sixteen. Sixteen sticks in there, different flavors. Like a crystal light. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something you put. You, something literally something you put in water and shake it up and drink it. It's electrolyte. It's supposed to solve world world hunger. Um, <laughs> so. We sent them, we, we had, I don't know, I don't even know how many we had left. We had four, four or five left. Mm-hmm. We threw two or three of them in a, in a bag, completely unopened yeah. and untouched and sent them off to be tested. And that is what came and back the lab positive. even said in their report it arrived sealed. Yeah. Yes. You, 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 look at, you look at the document documentation package, which is what, 38 pages? Yeah, 27. 20, <laughs> sorry, so a, lot, a lot of pages, a lot of information, pictures, uh, a... Uh, chain of custody chain of custody of four anytime anybody looks at it talks about it touches it moves it there's like four people that sign off on it mm-hmm. and it says package was delivered untouched and, and and really to be honest with you we take that as i, I would take that as untampered with yeah but and so the, <laughs> another issue that like came arose with this as well was that um there was no pictures taken before the supplements were opened no. Um, the packets were open. They only had pictures afterwards, which, like I mentioned, they had tape on them. Um, the lab director, if you look at the chain of custody and everything, he didn't do anything till the packets were already open. So yeah. he is only giving his account after they've been opened, taped back together by the lab itself. So um, it's one of those things where, again, we can't really, like, super fault people on this. But if you're giving us an account of what they look like after your lab already opened them, um, it's hard, <laughs> it's hard for you to say, you know, one way or the other, in my opinion. Yep. So that's the, that's the narrative that, that they want to take. It's hard. Yeah. It's, I think a simpler version of what you just said is it's hard to accuse us of like, you're basically saying, Hey, this packet is in bad shape. We can't use it after you made it in bad shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's so, and that's what, I mean, that's what, Cross it came back, and another important point of this too. Maybe uh, it's again, maybe, maybe minor, but indicative of the uh, honesty or transparency in us. Like Curtis could not have talked to the lab director unless we had said, yeah. "Yes, yeah." You yeah. gave him explicit permission, and if we are going to, um, if if we were doing this all in bad faith, basically spiking our own yeah. shit, da 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 da. Yeah. Why would why we give, would you permission give permission to speak to, to the lab? I mean, yeah. it literally makes we, no sense. We thought that this would that would strengthen the case. Like, yes, yeah. absolutely, talk to them. We, like, we, you know, no, like, we, we want to talk to them again to and find out what you know what's going on and yeah. see if they can we, trace where this could come from. I mean, we I mean, we've already got stacks and stacks of evidence, but you two, Stephen and Taylor, would be the world's worst cheaters ever. <laughs> and you're so bad <laughs> at this. Like, literally, you're so bad at this. But, Let's add this. So we contacted the. Um, you know, we, we contacted the um, electrolyte company. I'm trying not to say their name um, directly to for this specific batch and said, hey, you know, on the website, it says that you know, it's a blanket blanket agreement that says like, hey, these these are good to go. All all these different flavors of this type of a product. But apparently this batch wasn't tested. So mm-hmm. do you have more of this batch do you or do you have some documentation on this being tested and they said back and they said listen we sold that last year we started selling that last year we don't have any mm-hmm. so how we also paid a, a, a pretty yeah. decent fee to 
the lab to, to work it. with to outsource on their own as well, and they also to could try not. to find. Okay, it. so yeah. there's definitely they also could not find the same lot. Yes, number. this is a big. We got to re- again yeah, back mm-hmm. it up thirty seconds. This is a big <clears> thing because people are going to be like, just have the lot, the, just have the thing yes. tested, have the batch tested. If you're a Can't. if you're a sophisticated crossfitter, so say it again. We try to get the lot. We tried to. We, paid, we tried to. We paid to have but it. But after CrossFit talked to those sources, we, they, we could not find that lot. The lab could not find that lot. We the talked company, directly to the this company. electrolyte company could not find it. They, they so could they not only could find it, they didn't have it. So how, so my question, I go back and I just, I just asked a simple question. How is it that you think that in this industry, you've got somebody that, you know, supplement company A, and they're always supposed to take a little bit of that supplement and keep it back behind for testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just ironically, this batch comes up positive for a source that's not supposed to be in there this in this case austrian and then no one has it like they didn't pull it they didn't test it how, how on earth number one how would we know that <laughs> and then you know purchasing this ahead of time and then i just find it very funny that all of a sudden this is the batch that wasn't tested wasn't listed on there and it and it comes back positive for an additional source how convenient and you can't find anything and there we you know it, it, you might have missed this but steve said it i'm going to reiterate it we paid the lab because they, there's a way that the lab can try to find additional sources that might have that out there that have tested it before that might still have some on hand they couldn't find it anywhere we couldn't find that same batch out you know in the store and we contacted the company directly and they don't have it. Mm-hmm. It just sounds, it, 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 it's suspect. Yeah, and we're not, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's like, we did everything we could to try to prove our innocence. Like we spent a ton of money putting into this. And one of CrossFit's main arguments was that we don't have proof from that, from a different source that that batch had something in it. It's like, but we tried everything that we possibly could to get our hands on that extra batch and we couldn't. So like, how are we at fault? I mean, CrossFit. How, how can CrossFit say that, oh, just because you can't find it somewhere else, that all of a sudden you automatically get a four-year ban? It's like, we tried. We tried multiple times. We paid more money to have it done. And it's just very frustrating that our hands are completely tied in this matter. And we can't have it outsourced to be tested elsewhere because it's non-existent. They also tried to grab a batch from a different batch yeah. right, and test that they did and so they, being negative yeah. and they thought that would so they, they so crossfit so, so just kind of reiterate a little bit more detail on, or not re, but give it a little bit more detail on that crossfit comes back and says hey we 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 got the same electrolyte we tested it and it came back negative we're like we got well, the same that, electrolyte from a different batch yeah, different, different batch, batch. Yeah. different expiration date and yeah. it didn't have it so yours probably and that right there is my biggest Defense. red flag yeah. Of the entire, I think out of anything that I heard of this nine month fucking ordeal, that was the biggest red flag I ever heard from from yeah. CrossFit. That was like, whoa, this is the level of um, expertise and ability to understand how drug testing mm-hmm. works is very low over there. Yeah, <laughs> because of the th- and they put this on paper. They yeah. put that in documentation. Yeah. Hey, we tested a different batch number to see if it With had a different expiration date. <laughs> and th- and use and they said, well, if it if it came back, he they went a step further. They go, well, if it had come back positive, it would have helped your case. Yeah. And it's like, what? So the fact that it came back 
the fact that it came back negative, they're potentially saying hurt our case. Right, right. <laughs> but it's, not, it's not even close to the same so a lot of person and an inspector like from our article that we've said would go that you what like yeah. when you is... can backtrack and say like we did the scan we looked at the app mm -hmm. that lot that we had was not tested no it's did my, you do that with this new in, one you tested probably mind, not that it's was the, a huge mistake in my mind it's huge. the equivalent of them saying hey we tested a different electrolyte and it was also negative <laughs> but well what does that have to do with this specific batch yeah. that, that if we got another packet that was exact same batch and it was negative or it, it came this exact same batch and it was positive that could be used in the in the case to kind of either help or whatever they whatever they called hurt us mm -hmm. but it's like we we don't have that and no one can, magically well, no one like, can find it's it it's a flagrant example of unknowingly breaking what is like valid evidence it would be like a police officer being like no i got that evidence after i broke into the house without the warrant yeah, and it's like well, you can't use that. Like, yeah. like, it's like some that lots level, are like, third party tested, some lots are not. Yeah, yep. and um, but yeah, I don't know. I found the quote from the guy. And you can find that through that app. He said it is po quote from the lab director. It is possible, and we could get that. We could get that for you. Uh, we could make a request for you. So you know, a supplement manufacturer is required to keep what is known as a lot container. A retainer, rather. So you could request that the company provide, or my lab, or any other lab that does testing, the retainer for those lot numbers to verify this. Which we did. Which we, we just, did. We kind of just and went over that, and they don't the, have it. The required lot container, retainer, rather, the required one was uh, not in existence. Nope. So let's kind of like, I guess, wrap this up. So yeah. we get through everything. Um, I have my hearing first. Uh, it was like October... I don't know, 15th, maybe we'll say. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, and, I mean, we presented with CrossFit all this evidence. We went through everything. Um, and when we got off the call, we basically were like, they already have their mind made up. Yeah. Like, there was... What gave um, you that indication that two of them looked like they were two sleeping of them were during the Zoom call? Well, I think one of them might have been sleeping, and one of them was, like, it looked like reading the whole time. Yeah, he was doing... They were, they were definitely doing, doing something else. Stuff. Checking they emails. Even, like, and so the, the rule is, is CrossFit has to have shit. three people on a hearing mm -hmm. call, and so... Adrian Bosman, Dave Edwards, Eubanks, Eubanks, and uh, Curtis Bowler yeah. on there. Yeah, and, and so both um, sat in silence. Curtis asked a few questions and then said, "We'll uh, we'll let you know what happens." Yeah, so it, it just was one of those things where you're just like, I, I mean, I thought we presented a good case. We had plenty of reasonable doubt. The problem was, and what CrossFit said is, we don't have a hundred percent proof um, that something happened. And like I stated earlier, like. We did everything that we could to prove, you know, that this was potentially in the supplement. We couldn't find the same batch. Um, you know, we gave plenty of examples of potentially where tampering could have happened. Um, and they basically just said, well, you have you don't have 100 percent of proof of anything. So four year ban. And what what's frustrating with that is it's basically unless you can 100 percent prove that you're innocent, you can't get off on this which is not how any sort of well you're not gonna get there's gonna be some kind of a there's ban gonna be a ban, which is fine we understood that there would be a yep. ban we put it in our body it was in our drug test oh, we said that in our and appeal we said that we in said our we're appeal we're willing to accept a sanction yeah um not and, not a four-year sanction yeah. because we found out where it was mm -hmm. in your announcement and a week later they said hey mm -hmm. yo you're gonna announce this um i don't know what that means but um in this announcement the person below you 
got a two-year ban because they found the source of theirs. Yeah. So they got you mm-hmm. going doing a four four-year ban right below you. Mm-hmm. You have a two-year ban. There's multiple people that have found it, found found it, found the source of, you know, whatever was whatever they got uh, their their drug test back for, and. They got a re- reduced. What sentence. type of evidence are they accepting, though? That's they the, won't that's tell the you. Uh, so I'll get okay. Now I know what that you, yeah. you said yeah, right there. So he passed at. me a note and said something <laughs> about it because it's uh, you know open containers. Look at that in a second. But the winner of my division four years ago, um, Sean, was, uh, Sean uh, Ramirez. Ramirez, he got a four-year ban. If you go back and do his research, he found where it came, where it came from. He found the source, and they didn't do what they have done to other people and they gave him a four-year ban instead of a two-year ban because they said it was like a week or two past like it was a couple weeks past mm-hmm. the, his appeal so they said nope you're, you're on a four-year ban so again it goes back to this it's four guys in a room you know figuring out how to mm-hmm. how to lay down well, a sanction here so you have mentioned he went on with that supplement company and won a lawsuit yeah but crossroads oh. still would yeah wow. it, but crossroads still wouldn't change their appeal wow. because they said they'd already given and well, that's where him, that's where though. it comes into you have <laughs> you have such a tight timeline to do all these things um and like he didn't get his testing back in time and crossfit already gave him a four-year ban but again he found <clears throat> it in a supplement won a lawsuit came back to crossfit with that and they said nope you already that's that you're done so and it's, if, it's, if, it's and it's, i read earlier if you actually if you go to anything wada which is every other major sport in the world, I mean, for the most part, is under WADA. If you go back with that, you have your first initial sanction released, then you can appeal it, and then you can go to another court of arbitration after that. I mean, like, I, mean do, I mean, do you want, like, a? this is a per- I mean, the system is broken. Yes. Broken, well, and this so, is a perfect well, example. Let's talk about what- Was what, ever built to begin with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's talk about the evidence that they're using. So you got other people that are, te- so we, we had sealed- Packets. packets so we did not the stuff that, you know we didn't have this isn't the stuff we have a isn't isn't a little tub with its screw off top where you put it you know take a couple of scoops and put it in your water because a lot it of it because so, pre-workout tub. we talked to another athlete steve talked to another athlete that um that had gotten popped and he has again thousands of dollars couldn't figure out where it was coming from he didn't have some of the stuff that he had um specifically at his sanctional so think about like what are people doing here so if i take a pre-workout i go to a, a sanctional event and then i get to get a get drug tested and come back positive for something i look at that and i, I get that pre-workout tested and i'm like hey found it crossfit can we don't know if they have but they can say okay we found it we're going to give you a reduced sentence for for two years that's an open contain. They could yeah, have maybe done. I'm really good at math and really good at chemistry, and I can make that look like it was contamination versus tampering. So they could be testing an open tub that's been sitting on your shelf for six months. Who knows what they've put in there and done that? So we asked them CrossFit specifically. We're like, hey, we sent you. We sent in. Sorry, not you. We sent to our lab sealed packets mm-hmm. that were remaining from the, you know, the, there were a couple of sticks left over in the batch that we had. Are you, t- are you allowing other athletes that are in the same predicament to send in their open used tubs to, to, um, to get tested and yielding those results? And they said, well, we take every case um, it's by, uh, case on, a, case. on a case-by-case case. case yeah. basis, and we can't discuss those other events. So that tells me, 
that they are allowing other people to send in open containers of pre-workout or ashwagandha, what the heck, anything that you want, you could send in that I could put in there. They they could put, um, you know, heroin. They could test me, and I could come back for positive for heroin, and I could put a couple of drops of heroin in in there and send in. But yep, here's the source. So not, I, I realize I'm going to get a sanction, but you know, it, it should only be half the sanction because I found out the source. That is a that is a feasible possibility. Mm-hmm. It's actually, so it's just. Yeah. It's probably it's a very actually, strong possibility. Yeah, uh, this will probably be a different episode, but it actually gets back to what Steve brought up with the medical study on Austrian that he has, and they basically have scientific ways to test the amount that was in the, the substance versus the amount that was in the um, urine, urine concentration. Mm-hmm. Urine concentration as to the hour of the test that happened, and blah blah blah, yeah. and that basically turns into an algebra equation to where they go, yes, this person is 99% likely innocent or this person is 99% likely guilty and, and such. But mm-hmm. was not accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's a big thing. So I got my sanction um, just because of thanks. Was your hearing after Thanksgiving? Yeah. It was, it was on December. December 2nd. Yeah. So yeah. because of like the timing and like um, you had a wedding that you had to go to, yeah. then it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, CrossFit didn't do his hearing until after that. And so we had time and we like continued to keep digging into all of this stuff because- We found that study that Steve innocent. mentioned at the beginning. And so we found that yeah, study that Steve mentioned and we had um, you know, a chemist basically look at the results of that study, look at the results of our the content that was in our urine. And um, you know, we fall into that specific category of- accidental ingestion um versus multi-use versus multi-use yeah, and accidental that's, versus multi-use like our urine concentration yeah. is exactly in line with that um it starts to show up within your system within two hours of taking it and if you look at like the, our timeline we probably were drug tested two and a half three hours yep. <clears throat> after yep. between events five between and events six. five and six and then we have the award ceremony and all that yep. stuff um, and then actually you have to wait to get drug tested yep. so timeline um, adds up the timeline adds up perfectly um and it's like the study says this is for water. In this test, they actually had like different levels of contamination or different levels of dosing for mm-hmm. the multi-use people. And uh, one of the examples matched up very, 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 very closely closely with the amount of osterin that was found in our supplement. Right. So you basically have a So we yielded example. damn near the same result. So I don't remember what it was exactly, <clears throat> but it was like 50,000 nanograms yep. was nanograms. what so was we, what, had 52. we had 52,000 52, nanograms in our yeah. supplement packet um and then the the test that they did was 50,000 nanograms and like i said our urine concentration and that was within two hours our urine concentration was almost exactly the same yeah. as this control that they had done um and, and this study was made specifically to help Wada uh, companies pe- like WADA yeah. make decisions because be mitigating circumstances to yeah. to sh- to show where concrete proof isn't available. Yeah, that blah blah, and so that was. Rejected. It's just another thing that, like, again, we presented this to CrossFit. Um, talked about a multiple, you know, the same things, and added all this other stuff that research that we had done into that for Steve's hearing and. Um, again, they told us we don't have a hundred percent proof of anything and but they don't. Ban. but let's, so let's kind of start wrapping it up with, if you click onto the CrossFit, you know, some of you may be listening to this, you're going to sign up for the open, click on the drug testing policy. It'll open up their whole drug testing 
booklet, which is multiple, I mean, you know, whatever, multiple pages, probably like 27, like our drug test. In section 16, it says that they acknowledge a study and agree with it that 19% of supplements inside of the U United States are tainted. They state that in the drug policy. So right there, you listening as an athlete, why do I care about this? You know, you may not care about Steven Taylor, but you get they're, they're, CrossFit is telling you that basically one fifth of the supplements out there have something in there that they don't have, that they don't, you know, that isn't listed on the on the label, and they're acknowledging that. And also, in addition, the NSF certification is confusing as can be. And Curtis quoted it said, "No reasonable or an athlete would not reasonably." have reason to research beyond that nsf label mm -hmm. and he goes it's very confusing i feel sorry for you uh you know it's, it's a big problem with the supplement industry so you've got that part the second part is it's does seem kind of funny to me after doing all this research you st you go down the rabbit hole on any research on the internet about austrian you find out uh, marathon runners that have say, that have gotten Google popped. electrolyte packets yeah, in Austrian, and at, there's multiple lawsuits out there. Yes, and that. you know you got the UFC that won't at the levels that they got tested wouldn't even announce this. So you have people that have gotten tested positive for this in the in the UFC, didn't have a level that was higher than this, so you never even heard about it, and there was no. Well, they proved it issue. within their supplement. They call yep, it a yep. common sense minimum threshold. Yes. <laughs> Because a picogram, no, it, well, what is a picogram? And that is such a low level amount. It's not somebody cycling off. It's because there's a little bit sitting inside of whatever you're, you're taking. And the person who made the UFC drug testing policy is the same person who caught Barry Bonds and all the Balco yep. people from that and a guy named Lance Armstrong. So we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but um, he's but, good at finding that yeah. kind of stuff, is yeah. what you're saying. And he <laughs> says that. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, you, we, that's a whole other topic for another, I know. another Don't podcast. Don't get me started on Chuck Nowitzki. Yeah, he's going to get on. He's going to start <laughs> quoting stuff. and <laughs> He's going to go a beautiful mind on us. Um, but it's just, in my mind, after researching all this, like going back to what you just said, all you, you go down the rabbit hole of all the research out there on the internet, and nobody at the top is getting any kind of a um, positive drug test, even at the nanogram or picogram level. To me, bullshit. So if you have an organization that treats a case like the way that we get, just got treated and they hold, they are the judge, jury, executioner, and detective. Is that what you call it, Teddy? Mm -hmm. They hold all the information. They can do anything at their discretion. And you don't even know if they're paying attention to your appeal. You better hope that you don't get a positive drug test because you have not a leg to stand on and we wish you well with that because it's not going to go well. I mean, imagine a world. Okay. Let's just say some crazy crime, like a detective story, you know, mm -hmm. where the detective who finds all the clues and gets like, you're the guy <laughs> is also the judge, jury and executioner. Like there's no, you have no chance. You have zero chance. That's why they do it. That's and that's, why they, and uh, you know, that's why we have, trial system in the US and that's why WADA and all these other governing sports bodies have multiple appeals with different they mirror groups the of system, people yeah. right because it, it's just not fair to have one person one the same four people looking up everything and and then obviously like you said if they say you're guilty first they're 
99% of the time going to say you're guilty when you potentially get an appeal. You may not even get an yeah, appeal you might not even get because one. it's at crossroads discretion. Right. So like that's, you know, it's extremely frustrating. And like we just said, and this is a whole nother podcast, but the drug, the drug policy system needs to change. Obviously, we're not saying, I mean, I'm sure the WADA organization and having them be in control of this is, you know, perfect world uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars but more yeah but it needs something needs to change because where we stood we didn't intentionally take this we gave multiple um potential other outlets that it could have happened um we did our research we paid thousands of dollars to potentially clear our name um we couldn't find the supplement and all of that just comes out and crossfit still says nope it's just it's it's not fair for your for your sanction moving on We'll yeah, talk exactly. more about it, but yep. like Taylor just summed up, we want to shed some light on the behind the scenes of what happens with the process. We want to, um, if it'll be hard to change it, but hopefully we get some positive change. And at the very least until then we get some, um, so it's not yeah. misrepresented Bring to the CrossFit awareness. public or misunderstood by the CrossFit mm-hmm. public exactly what the drug testing policy and program is and yeah. is not because it certainly was not exactly what we thought it was no. on the surface. And I would venture to believe for the most of you who have not been yeah. through the, mm-hmm. the shenanigans that it is, don't have quite as clear of a picture on what it is in reality versus perception. Hopefully this podcast helped illuminate. We'll be talking more about it in other podcasts. But for now, that is all we got on this groundbreaking episode, and we will talk more. But until then, see you. Goodbye.